We're delighted to have you join us for Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist and expert in caregiving and addictions, joins us every week for Take 10. Carol Zerniel, our co-host on special assignments. So today it is moi and Dr. Jamie. Jamie, we are living in a, a time in our lives uh, that has really never existed. I, I can't imagine, and I'm 78, uh, you're over 60, we have seen a whole lot of things, nothing uh, like what is going on both with the civil unrest that has spilled into the streets, a lot more peaceful than uh, it had been in the past, and then the folks who are dealing with uh, the incredible power and threat of the uh, coronavirus that now through COVID-19, almost 120,000 Americans dead, dead in just a matter of weeks. Astounding. Oh, astounding, Ron. Astounding. And we're looking at this, obviously, from our perspective, yours and mine, and we've lived, obviously, rich lives and never seen anything like it. Uh, But both you and I are blessed to have children uh, at this time. And I can't imagine what they're seeing through their eyes because they had to come home and all of a sudden learn Zoom and be taught at home and everything changed and these are creatures of social regulation and they couldn't be with their, their, their you know, friends and people from school. So, I mean, life's full of great difficulties, Ron, and stressors. And the, there's a lot of things that we cannot control. So COVID and what's happening here, I mean, that in and of itself, civil unrest, caregiving for our loved ones. So we really have to figure out what those things we cannot and what we can do with our own reaction to be able to control ourselves. Well, as you know so well with your beautiful daughter, I'm learning with my twin boys and our eight-year-old daughter that uh, they ask the most incredible, innocent questions. And the other day, Kennedy, a seven-year-old twin, looked at me and and he said, Daddy, what does it mean when you're dead? Oh, my gosh, Ron. I get that all the time myself. What What a really, what a question, but what a perfect sort of segue into things that really the other person can't control. So this is a scary thing through a child's eyes. It's a scary thing through adult eyes because we are just a, pretty much adult children. And to answer that, um, you know, you have to accept life. You have to accept death as if it's a process of our of our of all of our lives. And, and understand, again, teach. It's a teachable moment. And with, with my daughter, it's such a teachable moment to allow her to, to manage her worries. Actually, she does breath work, too. I know last week we did breath work. She does three, four, seven. Um, but she'll start to see that there's a lot of things she can't control, but she can control her reaction or, or proaction, I should say, to the issue. How do you learn to let go what you can't control when you look at the number of people uh, who, who are dying, the numbers of people who are contracting mm-hmm. Uh, COVID-19, the number of people who, who are so worried about uh, what is going on in the streets of our city. How do you learn to say, as many have learned to say, uh, you know, I can't control that. I'm not going to deal with it. Right. You don't want to get sucked into that vortex because that vortex will leave you paralyzed. I agree. These things that you can't control are, are, are absolutely awesome and overwhelming. And then you just check out. So realize there are things around these things you can't control. Remember this, this, it's a prayer, but remember the saying, grant me the serenity, accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So with COVID, 
you're looking at this awesome thing and all the deaths and all that's happening. What can you control? What you can control your perception around this. You can control your vote in November. You can control what you input in terms of making sure the people around you know that you care by wearing a mask and you're part of a, a community. These are reactions, things that we can control. You can set a time limit on your worrying, if you will. Those things are, are like that. And civil unrest, same thing. You're looking at all this happening on TV. They're showing the worst of the worst. That's how TV makes its money, unfortunately. But what can you really control in terms of your reaction? Well, if you're not part of the, of the uh, solution, then you're part of the problem. So you can do things. You can actually you know, be there, bear witness, understand what they're doing in the streets. Understand again in November that you have some power to, to vote and to make sure people line up with what you're thinking. And so there are things to do in terms of making time for your worry and also doing the things like mindfulness and breath work. I have a friend who is, uh, like you, also a, uh, a therapist, a psychotherapist, Brian is his name, uh, and he will tell his patients, uh, I want you when you leave here, because we've talked about a lot of stuff, some of it is pretty ugly, pretty uh, difficult, you can't change it, I want you when you get on the road, tie it up in a little knot, Roll your window down and throw it out the window. Well, Brian's right on target. And so the grounding techniques like journaling or gratitude lists, he's spot on. So what if you took your emotions and wrote it down in a journal or wrote it down and got really authentic and candid? And then afterwards, you know, like you said, crumble it up mm. and throw it. We call the God files. You can put it to the garbage right. can if you like. Or you can with gratitude, you know, things that, that you can be grateful for. Make that gratitude list because it brings us out of our body. It makes us part of the universe around us instead of isolating us in these sort of self-worrying uh, tornadoes or vacuums. The thing that is so striking to me, and maybe it's the way my mind works, but if you take a look at the artist's rendition in some of the photographs of the actual uh, COVID-19 virus, it is one beautiful uh, little structure. Yes, it, it really is. In, in terms of your structure, I'd love to hear more how you're gaining all your positivity around it. <laughs> it's a byproduct, and I'll tell you mine. Well, what, what I see is uh, just an incredible, looks like a cake uh, to me, topped with uh, strawberries and cherries and all kinds of tasty little fruits <laughs> that uh, is out there tempting us. Uh, much like the uh, Wicked Witch with the Poison Apple. You're so right. And, you, and when you fall prey to that, obviously, don't forget, there's people out there. Even if you're asymptomatic and you're a carrier, you have to be thinking about them. I see also the byproduct here of, of COVID. It's obviously a terrible, tragic thing, especially if you have loved ones passing. It's awful. Right. But also there's an incredible awareness of mental health for the first time. People are actually going to therapy, teletherapy. People are actually breathing doing trauma reduction work. People are actually looking at mindfulness, and they're seeing that, finally, mental health is a critical aspect of medical health, and there is no medical health they're finding out without mental health, and that's a byproduct of, of COVID. He's Dr. Jamie Heisman. I'm Ron Aaron. This is Take 10. We come to you every week with Dr. Jamie, nationally known psychotherapist, uh, individual who is an expert in caregiving as well as uh, addiction. And, and when you talk about uh, the kinds of behaviors uh, that put us at risk uh, uh, for COVID-19, and yet you see people who are not wearing masks, who've turned that into a political football, which I certainly uh, don't understand, who are ignoring uh, the, the, the 
advice to have a distance between others who are simply going out and engaging. It's almost like the 60s with reckless sexual behavior. You know, it is, Ron. And, and I have to uh, tell you, just like children, we know that children can't grow unless they have somebody, correct, a corrective experience, somebody who's consistent, somebody's fair, somebody's available. It's called a parent. And I think what we're seeing now is that we don't have a parent that's consistent and available, setting an example. And so that's what leadership is all about. And, and rather than us wandering in the desert, not knowing what to do and dividing us in terms of mask and this and political this and red and blue and all that, we need somebody, no matter what party they come from, who is not like you know your drunk uncle, who's literally looking at the world in consistent parental ways, and we're able to follow that and see it by example. The social learning theory has never been more telling than right now. And what is the social learning theory? Well, when kids look at their parents, obviously, they, they gain, you know, their own socialization, their own knowledge. This is the way we're supposed to be uh, in life. And, and so if you have healthy parents who aren't arguing or aren't fighting, aren't calling each other names, not toxic, and they really have a give and take, that's the beauty. A person, a child learns through social learning of who they are and what they need to be. But one parent's screaming and insulting and there's toxic stuff, they also learn the negative side, and they get really lost. So what we need now is a real healthy parent, one that can really give that fairness, consistency, availability, and be the example. That's a good way to end this, Dr. Jamie. Thank you very much. Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll catch you again next time on Take 10.